0: Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Once again, we have this special guest, Amna A. Amar, with us in the concluding part of um, the topic of can, Can Malaysian Schools of Architecture Be Like the AA School? And we started with Amna talking about her first three years at the AA School and much of it, much of the points that she give, um, talk about how independent uh, students of architecture at the AA school, how, but with it, with the freedom to create their own brief comes responsibility uh, with the way of thinking. I I, I I, think a way of thinking, how to, to think. They, they taught you how to think, yeah, Amna, how are you? Welcome again. Hi.
1: Right. Thank you. Thanks, Naziyati.
0: Yes, I would not like to talk more than I should. And I would like you to continue from where uh, we uh, you left us or, you know, from the last time we were together in part one. So let's go to part two, the continuation of your journey in AA School of Architecture.
1: Okay. So... My journey stopped. <laughs> it stopped. <laughs> it stopped. It stopped after intermediate. So after three years, it was it was really uh, taxing for me. I enjoyed every moment of it, but what happened was, uh, by then I had a kind of uh, intelligence um, that uh, I knew uh, which which path I was. Uh, uh, I wanted to take. I kind of had a sense of a, of a school of thought. So I knew then that I was hitting a, a, a blank wall because um, none of the units uh, in fourth year then appealed to me. Mm. Um, so then I had to make a decision. I took two years out, worked in London and um and unfortunately, in the uh, in, in uh, now let me see, Elvin Boyarski passed away. Um, mm. so I, I that was really unfortunate. Except to me, Elvin had the uh, foresight, he had the insights to be able to select talent who who uh, uh who who is able then to to cultivate uh talent as well so you had most most of the tutors were honest stud- with a honest students if you follow uh, mm. they were externals but they were always uh um they 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 were all different in 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 their own way and that's why you had various school of thoughts but um when i the year that i took uh, that i took Two years out, I couldn't find a continuity of the kind of um, language mm. or direction that I had pursued in the first three years. So mm. I was stuck. I was stuck. Um, what I then did was return a year after Elvin had passed. Uh, the chairman was then, uh, let me see, Ellen Balfour. Ellen Balfour. Mm. Um, And I was rather nervous. I took a risk and uh, I joined a unit um, conducted by two Dutch architects. So for the first time, I was taught by um, architects who who weren't AA products, uh, Will Arendt and Wim Vandenberg. Um, And I'm so glad I did so because they brought in a certain rationalist approach Mm. If, you, if you remember from my, my sharing, in the first three years, it was this breadth of knowledge. Uh, I was, so, if you, ha- you, know, if you have the, the, the cone, the top of the cone, it was just this lateral, uh, all encompassing knowledge. I then had, had to force myself to zero in and focus on a particular approach. Because these, uh, you know, it was no longer about exploring, and so um, I spent a whole year doing nothing but reading uh, mm. Um and um, they uh, both, both uh, Will and Wim had, of course, uh, uh, recommendations for certain books. Um, for some reason, they were inspired by uh, French philosophers around the same time. Um, There was a whole uh, uh, movement um, um, and I was reading Jacques Derrida, a French philosopher who's known for um, uh, developing a kind of um, analysis uh, now known as deconstructivism. Mm. So that point of time that was, you know, that was the start of it. And, and it was a, a major figure associated with uh, post-structuralism and post-modern philosophy. Mm-hmm. So there, there um, uh, a whole year of reading shaped, I would say, my final approach before leaving uh, the AA. Um, I was also reading um, The Loose again uh, and uh, Baudrillard, again, French philosophers. Mm. I was very fascinated with what they were negating, but I didn't quite get it, to be honest. Mm. So I, I spent a whole year reading and, 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 and most of it were a critic against consumer society,
0: mm.
1: right? Uh, and against the nature, the duality of the nature of phenomena, this, that, black, white. I'm right, you're wrong, and so on. Mm. Um, And uh, so then I was forced now just at the end of uh, fourth year to question myself and ask myself, where was I going with this? you know I, I i i it was not a waste because it it built this theory that that would guide my um my actions moving on and and this is very much the same values that i continue to to bring on with me now but i had a responsibility to arrive at an architectural product and i didn't know how to so then again the same situation i was given a site or rather we went to this time we went to Paris. We live in um, Corbusier's Unite. Um, Unite de Yes, and that was fascinating. Incredible it, it, to actually live in. It, the, the building was a carcass, you know. It had, uh-huh. it had, it had abandoned for so long. No heater. Uh, but, you know, we brought our sleeping bags and literally just lived in the Unite. And we had... Food from the hospital, a couple of miles down, and so on. So that was how we survived. But um, living the space of my mentor was quite amazing. Uh, so by then, by then, I knew that I was very much interested in interstitial spaces mm-hmm. uh, and, and how how. So I was interested in the not form. As in not, form, in all these uh, you know shades of grey—not shades of grey or Fifty Shades of Grey—but you know even in media representation, it wasn't the primary colours that we use. It was always the in between. So then there was a commonality in the media I would use, in the language I spoke, in the typology that I was interested in, in the space that I would uh, advocate. It all came together, and finally, at the last. A uh, minute where it was crucial for me to graduate, uh, to you know, to, to pass fourth year, mm-hmm. I arrived at a kind of strategy. Mm. Okay, and and the and the tutors were there, uh, not to guide you or to teach you, but they were there for you to bounce your your uh, bounce off all your ideas, and um, and you arrive at a strategy, not a program. Not a program, a strategy. strategy. Yeah. So the, not, it is enough
0: for a, a fourth-year project.
1: It was enough because I had done a whole year of reading. I was dangerously at the failing uh, point because I didn't have a project, but I had mm. a site. So I chose the site. It was a viaduct in Paris, mm. and I chose an intervention. I had a program that was used to relay the ideas that I had. A must, you know, out of this whole yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> and, the, yeah and the function was incidental. So The function it was a house in the under viaduct. Yes, yes. It was a demonstration of the ideas that I wanted to relay. It was a demonstration of uh, my critique. Uh, that's,
0: that's why you said strategy.
1: Yes, that's why I said strategy. So that was exciting, um, and and um, the next year. Now, I was stuck the next year because by then, um, both these two gentlemen had to leave. And uh, at the AA, you could you could do two years in the same unit of diploma, but mm-hmm. I only had one year with okay. them. Um, but then Ellen brought in Jeff Kibnis, Um and Jeff was uh, heading graduate design. I then... Um, Made an appeal and asked Jeff if he could take me on as a diploma student in the graduate design uh, unit, mm. and he did. So that was amazing, uh, because um, most who had, who who do go on to graduate design would have completed architecture elsewhere, not necessarily at the AA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I had the uh, additional burden of having to meet, uh, you know, the all the uh, qualifications required, my thesis, for example, my technical studies, while... Exploring all that Jeff was teaching in graduate design. So so but but I was so excited what Jeff was doing that you know, and by then I had um acquired a skill of knowing what needs to be done in order to pass. <laughs> uh, yeah. The thesis is the most important, yeah. It is A-A, to get an AA dip, you must complete your thesis. In fact, it's easy. Sorry. Yeah, yeah.
0: Go on, go on, finish your sentence.
1: So so you know, I was I was more confident of getting RIBA two than of the AA diploma because that was <laughs> subject to all kind of conditions at AA. had. that was really tough.
0: Did you go for a part three in RIBA?
1: No, not not in London. I I then I, I I returned to Malaysia soon after.
0: Okay, Jeff Kipnis. Yes. What was he all about in this graduate? Uh, what do you call it? Graduate design. What is it? What was he teaching? For? No,
1: Jeff. Jeff, as you know, is an American architectural critic. Mm. He's not an architect. He, he, I, I'm not sure he may have been uh, studied architecture, but he's he's more an architectural critic. Mm. And um, you know, he had as good friends, baron Shadell. He even uh, collaborated with Jacques Derrida. Can you imagine? So, uh, and he was he would be um, he would always write. Um, he. Or rather, he 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 would he he is the expert, go-to expert if you needed uh him to to um uh assess, if you wish, uh contemporary architects of the day. And and it was um so he was an expert on uh Ram's work, uh, Peter Einzelman, um Daniel Lipskin, Zaha, and so on.
0: Was it architectural criticism? His uh graduate design though. Is it architecture criticism your course, is
1: it? Not really, you know. Oh. Not really. No. Because we had an architectural brief. Okay. Uh, okay. We, we, what we did was we did master planning. So, and um, I remember it was uh, a master plan for Tiergarten in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And uh, But we were left to our own defenses to arrive at the strategy. Is you know because and 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 there was no pretense. Jeff wasn't obligated to teach us how to to arrive at the whole master plan or an urban uh, strategy, but he had a philosophy uh, which he shared, and then it was up to us to interpret it in, uh, into the realm of architecture.
0: How does he teach his philosophy?
1: So literally, what he would do is, um, you know, he would share uh, his readings of all these various philosophers. But we would, he would share his readings and assessments of works by other architects. So, mm-hmm. so that was very important for me because I, I then saw or uh, understood uh, what yeah. Eisenman was doing. What was the point, you know, for all their architectural works? You
0: start with Eisenman as well, right? Yes, I oh, was intrigued that that figure, a sculpture of figure ground. You know, figure ground is like a tool to mm-hmm. to, to analyze two uh, D solid is and white, right? So he did a sculpture of, he a of black and white. Is <laughs> that he does that? Is it? He does it He doesn't with to the you know. I
1: can't quite remember, but um, uh, as I said, it's been quite a, a while. But um, what was amazing was they, um, I remember at that point of time, and I, I don't know uh, uh, if this still stands with Jeff now. He, he would categorize, uh, there were two kinds of, of um, I would say, school of thought with all these architects. So he had people like Ram uh, as an informationist. And then Lipsky, Gary Eisenman as deformationist, you know, and, uh, and uh, so I mean, this, this is another conversation altogether, but um, yeah, yeah. I think it's his own assessment or reading rather than the individual architects. And I'm sure they would have been they would have been flattered, Um, and again um, uh, Zaha not much we weren't uh, there was not much mention of Zaha she was in a world of her own, (laughs) and this is pre Kabila era you know, Um, but they were all uh, I would say um, very informed. Uh, critique of the consumer society. Ram, as you know, wrote um, "Delirious New York." So then it was, you know, I, uh, what I took back with me was this idea of horizontal verticality. Um, and with Jeff, uh, although he wasn't an architect, although we didn't specifically translate his ideas into architectural forms, what I took back was this 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 whole notion of interstitial space, and 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 that became very much. Um, uh, the idea of, uh, you know, to expose what is and subvert it. So that's, again, a very postmodern philosophical uh, approach, if you wish.
0: Yeah, um, because I think the most impactful that I get the energy from you was the interstitial space when you, you arrive at, at, at that knowledge. That knowledge was for you the most yeah, like revealing, Can, yang third year, tu. But when it came to fourth year and fifth year, um, maybe due to your, you, you matured earlier or you sort of understood where you were going, but the rest is just keeping abreast with other things. Even you had with uh Vanderbilt and Eritz, yeah? Er, Eritz.
1: Will Eritz,
0: yeah. Yeah, you had. Um, a lot of reading mm-hmm. after you had all this architecture, and you had. is Is it common in the diploma school just to arrive at strategy and implied program?
1: Well, uh, in the initial years, yes. So what happened was now I'm I'm now in my fifth year. I've got to 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 I've got to graduate with something that's RIBA three worthy, right? Oh, yeah. Think, uh, at that point of time, uh, then it was how does one translate all this into uh, tangible forms, and that was very interesting for me because I knew so by the process of negation, you negate. You know what you do not want to do. You know what what isn't what you're advocating. Um, And it was just before the era of computers. I didn't have the luxury of computer with me, you know, uh, not AutoCAD or anything else. But um, so when looking at um, the whole uh, urban condition of Berlin, then uh, I identified disparate conditions, Right. And these disparate conditions are at multi-levels. They are architectural levels, philosophical, cultural. So already this whole idea of politics of space was very much at the back of our head mm-hmm. and very informed by all the readings that I had done much earlier. How, how do, how do so, so then whatever I that whatever I translated into an tangible architectural form should also follow the, the whole theory. Uh, that backed the, the, the school of thought that, that by then had, I would say, was already formulated. So um, I then had a task of how do I create uh, in 2D the idea of 3D or multiple, multiples, multiple, multiplicity and so on, which, you know, today you have the young generation architects just in the data and churning out this um, uh, architectural uh, uh, complex architectural form, and they're quite uh, they're AI generated, so it isn't it isn't purposeful. Have done, you know. Uh, so then the whole process of from, from uh, a theory that one wants to advocate or or express to a tangible bill form so that one who inhabits the space is able to read what is implied. That whole process was very intentional. And Mm -hmm. it's, to me, um, that was my take back with with uh the final year so so if I, if i were to recap from the very beginning i had this breadth of knowledge breadth of exposure influences and i was and, and focusing down into a particular school of thought and then you know expanding back uh, fourth and fifth year into master planning urban scales and so on but really at the end mm-hmm. concluding with a thesis of my own
0: so, so that, can you describe to yeah. us what your thesis was called? <laughs> so my thesis isn't an essay.
1: When it's an essay, it's not a thesis. All right, all right. go on. So uh just describe that's your thesis. What I you remember what it's called. Uh, I, I had I had I had um, I remember my so so what they do is that they, they would have a tutor assigned for the thesis right? And and I knew I would have a tough time if I had started my thesis in first year. So I actually started thesis in fourth year. But then by then I was reading so much, uh, but I could, I had an understanding of which direction I was, I was moving towards. So that formed the framework for the thesis, but I didn't have a conclusion. So it was only in fifth year after after going through the whole master planning exercise with Jeff, could okay. I then translate? And that was the conclusion of my thesis. So I, I literally was describing my whole project and the whole uh, history of ideology that, that, that I had accumulated in the thesis.
0: But if somebody were like uh, looking from outside, you, what you did was a master planning. Master planning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But one year worth of reading
0: in fourth year. No, no, no. Of course, the, all the complexity, intellectual complexity. We were debating about Malaysian schools of architecture and what is complexity. And building complexity is not the only thing. It's also intellectual complexity, kan? Maksudnya, the depth and breadth of what you're reading. Or, yes. you know, like you said, all the things that you said, the readings that Jeff Kipnis uh, gave you all, the philosophy, again. You you needed to 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 write all this essay and and this is no joke you know that you came up with that in essay form and some drawing forms in the master planning. So now well, we have these similar words in Malaysian School of Architecture master planning thesis, But um, how is it? So you, you what you're saying is that Elvin Boyarski got the right. Uh, he's the someone. I mean Elvin Belfort. Had Jeff Kidness, but you were uh, you were um, critical of when when AA uh, when Alan Boyarski passed away. At that time, you were sort of thinking um, which unit unit uh, in the fourth year that you want to go to in diploma year, and there were no none, and you, you tried this non X AA student star students uh, unit, which you. Uh, eventually um, went into a focus, a focus on some work. Okay, um, just a curiosity, uh, before we go into Malaysian schools of architecture or your thoughts about Malaysian schools of architecture, because you, um, someone whom I know, coming to University of Malaya a lot and assisted, assisted us, even as a part-time tutor at one point, so you, you are familiar with Malaysian Students of Architecture and University Malaya School of Architecture, at least one. Maybe there are others, so you have gone and did crits. And um, just tell us, frankly, uh, whether we can create, we can have an AA School of Architecture in, in, in Malaysia or something of a version of an AA School of Architecture. You know, what
1: is needed to be done. You, got, you have about 10 to 15 minutes on this. Um, there is no yes or no, because AA as an entity has evolved, you know. So it very much um, uh, depends on which year, who, who, your, who your tutors are. And, and, but um, there is always a point in the history of AA where there is a collection of talent. For example, around the era of uh, Ram, you had Zaha, and then I, I, I can't remember perhaps Foster and so on. So they, so there was a collective of talent, mm. and one then must ask who tutored these collective talent. They had really good tutors, I would uh, then as well. So it's it's in order for a um, to replicate AA, you need not just one you need a dive a pool of diverse talent yeah and- and, and the diverse talent are, are the tutors themselves, you know. So it's quite a task. It's not impossible. It can be done. Um, now, the other thing is you, there are also cultural factors. No one talks about this, but, you know, there was so much going on around. Uh, so the external influences must be allowed to influence the students, whether it's politics, social, cultural, and so on. So um, Mm. whether we are in an environment that's open, that matters. We were completely free in AA in London. There was no one to, you know. There
0: was no meddling by an external factor. No.
1: No. So unless you can do this, I find it very difficult uh, for this to happen in in a government institution, uh, perhaps in a private sector. But could you collaborate? You can. Uh, AA has done some uh, visiting schools. Uh, programs although they are only you know two weeks or three weeks at summer schools and so on maybe how how do you expand on this so that it still has this nature transient nature um, and you don't curb the freedom of the teachers and the
0: students yes we will talk, talk in in the uh, our fourth and fifth year or the master of architecture if you let the thesis um, year, uh, have this freedom, then you have all those bread and butter projects in the fourth year, or something. Like that, or vice versa, You need, you need to all the ingredients that you said: readings and and a group of people. You know, talent begets talent. That mm-hmm. was an important point that you 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 said, because the, the the one that is going to teach are those that were taught by these talents. Yes, and teaching become like. Um, this is it not a, uh, teaching is becoming a a specialized thing in terms of architecture architecture studio, you know It's not like um, any other teaching. Mm-hmm. It, is, it needs certain factors to to create this talent no? that can teach further. And when you, you can't like impose something that tak tak it's not substantial. It's uh, it's uh, dogma or you know top down instructional. You can't. But well, the very very the very basic is the energy of the talent challenging you. Yes, you know, Malaysia, maybe it's not going to be like a Miami Vice thing of two mm-hmm. weeks, three weeks. Yeah, but it could be in in Cambodia or Laos in a different yes. under uh, anthropological uh, thesis or something. You know uh i mean the freedom though when you said freedom is imposing uh imposing institution nah? that uh, the institution that governs you that imposes you you know and that says no this is not lembaga architect malaysia punya material or product is that what you mean specifically yeah that that
1: that's part of it but not only that you've also got uh you know uh, look you have to be accountable for whatever you're doing so it's not freedom with without accountability but it's the freedom to express it's the freedom to explore it's the freedom to investigate so exposure is very much a key uh, uh point and, and and logistics as well because um aa had excellent logistics, uh, you know, it was just a shop house kind of condition, but um, being smacked in the centre of London, it was easily accessible to all practitioners, you know, to uh, foreign architects would come for a day and so on. Um, and, and so this exchange of ideas, maybe a space for the exchange of ideas, not necessarily between student and tutor, but between tutors and tutors and
0: just members of the public. So a whole... Can we have this exchange of ideas, even if it's not in a school of architecture, but in a clubhouse event? Yes, why not?
1: We're now entering a digital age. I don't think you need uh, a, a formal uh, enclosure. You know, uh, w- w- this is again another paradigm shift. How how do you have such um, mm-hmm. an institution without being an institution?
0: You know what? Lim said the same thing. That's the point in common between you and him. That idea of exchange of ideas. You know the whole the whole idea of what an architecture school is actually about sharing. Uh, not he mentioned the competition. It started yeah. with the the issue of competition. Uh, he gave an analogy of it. I think you 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 caught that in his his mm-hmm. discussion. Mm-hmm. And that eventually, why can't you just share, you know? Why do you have to compete? And um, I think that that is the the, the spirit of it, the no? spirit of an uh, architecture school, you know?
1: Yeah, and and, and uh, yes, yes, I, I, I was listening to once and now I forget. We also had a collaborative uh, approach in the AA. So you had engineers, you had various people of other disciplines who were also part of your whole uh, education, and uh, whether formal or informal, whether intentional or not, because then you know your, your your space for exchange of ideas was the bar, as you mentioned, and was the lecture hall. Um,
0: okay. yeah, so we come to the point <laughs> <laughs> a, a virtual t- thing. Take away from this, uh. Yeah. So many takeaways, and um, we will meet you guys in our <laughs> Clubhouse event. very so looking forward. You can have a lot of takeaways from what we discussed with Amna. And anything, Amna, we'd like to say in a few, in a one minute or two, that you, you want to go and like something to push forward. The question was asked, can Malaysian School of Architecture like the AA school? No comment.
1: I wouldn't replicate the AA, but um, uh, because the AA itself will need to, to to evolve, but I certainly think we have all the um, supportive conditions, um, and uh, someone's got to start doing it. You know, virtually, why not?
0: That's great, and and we could be the new AA. Yes, <laughs> 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 who knows? Virtual School of Architecture, yes. Um, yeah, that's another point that we need to discuss, uh, uh, ha- how have AA evolved since Alvin Boyarski's time? And uh, if you if, if you wish to discuss that in the Clubhouse event, that would be great. And we could invite people, because it's a Clubhouse event, event you can invite people from, from um, overseas, you know? Why don't we? Yeah. Yeah, You never know. So thank you so much, Amna. Thank you, Naziati.
1: Looking forward to Clubhouse. We'll see you soon. Bye.
0: Be there or be square. Thank you everyone for listening.